Revelation chapter 12, verses 11 and 12. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants uh, of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And ladies and gentlemen, his time is drawing shorter and shorter with every breath we take. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Why Jesus Godcast. Oh, did I say Godcast? That's right, baby, because this is not a podcast. This is a Godcast because that's who it's all about, the true and living God. And y'all know what we about, man. We on here sharing the testimonies of the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father and how he has changed our lives and y'all i got a very special brother on this episode man look i was just talking to him and look i was hyping him up man but i was being honest i told this brother he one of my favorite people and y'all i'm so excited (laughs) that he has agreed to do this episode of the guy cast with us but y'all know how i do i don't introduce my guests i allow my guests to introduce themselves so my brother if you can go ahead and introduce yourself to the people for me um my name is brother p um, formerly known as, um, better known as Joseph Tallaferro, and um, I'm just a servant. I've been saved for about 20 years preaching this gospel um, in, at college campuses, prisons, the streets. I grew up in the church, got away from it at 18, and I'm just thankful for my, my family, friends, and future friends. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hey, y'all. So listen, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, right? So as I'm recording right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is literally the beginning of the NFL football season, and my team is playing right now. I'm a Cowboys fan <laughs> to the heart, man. But I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. I gotta thank God real quick because, man, if you had caught me last year or any time before that, man, look, I might have called Brother P and said, "Hey, Brother P, we gotta reschedule because the Cowboys yeah. playing." But I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I wasn't even tempted to call my brother mm. and reschedule, man, because I want to get this in, man. And I really want to have this conversation with this brother. And I really want y'all mm. to be blessed by this conversation. And I don't want to put it off no more. So listen, I know God got the Cowboys covered just like he got us covered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm from Virginia, so you know it got to be love for me to do because I hate the Cowboys. I'm a Redskins fan. But, but, but guess what? In 20 years, I haven't seen a football game Really? Not, what? No, not one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a little highlights, but not, I'm, I'm out. Wow. Ladies and I was a listen. real Redskins fan, a real one. Wow. Billy Kilmer, Douglas Williams, y'all mean? Man, real listen. one, Rickens. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as y'all can hear, my brother, brother Pete is legit out here in these streets, man. Hey, listen, so look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to prolong this any longer because, listen, y'all going to really have a good time this episode because the uh, the personality of this brother, the power that he speaks with, um, man, I'm telling you, it's it's going to draw you in with every word. Um, and listen, I'm not saying that to gas him up. I'm saying that to gas up the Holy Spirit that's residing and operating through this brother. So without further ado, brother P, we're going to jump right into it, man, with, our, with the first question. And this is how we always started out, man. I always ask my guests to tell me a little bit about their upbringing. So if you can, you kind of tapped on a little bit in your introduction, but if you can, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you were raised, man. 
Yes, I, I was born and raised in a family that loved Jesus, but more in a religion. So my mom and dad said, my dad is like Central Baptist in the countryside of Virginia, um, King and Queen County. My mama's um, 95, 17, come across the track, South Carolina, Fisher Chapel United Methodist Church. And I was raised in that type of, those type of traditions. And um, I did that religiously, like, you know, ever go to church, every Sunday and a lot of times my parents didn't go to church but they still would send me and my sister to Sunday school you right, know or right, things right. like Bible school so the family separated for a couple times you know we went on the west coast but at 18 when I went off to college I did join His Chosen Sounds Choir I was holding on to it but because since the age of 14 15 I was partying with my family mm-hmm. my family would party on Friday and Saturday night then be in church on Sunday in Bible study, but we was partying. We didn't do Bible study in my house. In my house, it was, my parents taught me how to play cards. So we was taught, and my sister, I only got one sister, my mom and dad, it it was, um, it would be us um, playing bidwiz and spades and things like that. So when we went to the picnics, me and my sister was cold at, you know, straight up Boston with them spades, you know? And, And that's how I came up. And when I went to college, once again, I connected up with the spade, the cards and everything, but also I had my religion thing. I would be part of the choir and stuff. But by my sophomore year, the religion was gone and my new religion was secret societies on black college campuses. Wow, man. Wow, wow. So, bro, I'm going to tell you what I thought was interesting about what you just said. Um, a lot of people that are listening to this are going to listen to this or just a lot of people that are uh, that are black in general can relate to that story because a lot of uh, uh, of our parents and, and things like that was doing the, the church thing on Sunday as a religious type thing, but kicking it Monday through Saturday. Um, and then, again, I, even when I was in college, I saw people that kind of lived that lifestyle and then come to college and and still kind of perpetuate that thing to where I'm kicking it all throughout the week. And then Sunday, either I'm going to church or I'm a part of the gospel choir on campus. And I'm going to tell you what's even crazier, though, because a lot of us, I want to say there's a scripture that talks about how we have a zeal according to knowledge, right? And a lot of black people have that to the point to where, man, I may not go to church this Sunday, but I'm going to send my kids to, to, to Sunday school, right? Because it's like, well, I still want to do the quote unquote right thing, even though I'm not feeling it right now or whatever the case may be. And you know what's crazy? Even though that's not necessarily maybe the, the rightest thing to do. I just made that word up. But it's yeah. still, I believe God still honors that in a sense for those kids who are innocent and can't really make decisions on their own. You know what I mean? So I, I, think that's, I think that a lot of people can relate to that. So cool. So now we've talked about your upbringing a little bit and things like that. Now, if we can, let's talk about who Brother P was a little bit um uh, BC, or like, as I like to say, before Christ. Uh, you mentioned oh, yeah. that when you got to college, your new religion was secret societies and things like that. So kind of dive right. into that a little bit. Before you came to Christ, who was Brother P? Right. I, I was a good kid. You know, I was an athlete. I wrestled. I played football. Um, I was on the track team in the 12th grade, shot putting discus. And I just was, a, and I was a good student. But I never, I was a good student because I was highly intelligent. I wasn't a good student because I did homework. 
because right. of my high level of intelligence, I could pass tests without doing the work. Right, but right. Pass tests don't equal A's and B's. Passing tests means C's and maybe B's. So right. I, I barely, I barely made it out of there with a two point two point five average out of high school. But I was highly intelligent to get a four year degree because I scored high on the SAT test. Right, so, right. so, so now I'm in college, and and in college, I I went through college the same way. I never did homework. I did it at the last minute. You know what I'm saying? To just get right. that paper in, get the thing in. So I went through college the same way I went through high school and I got out of there with a 3.0 in my major and a 2.5 overall. Okay. So so I was a very smart guy, but I did never was taught the skill of studying and 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 rewriting papers and all this stuff. These right. are skills that wasn't in my was of my family is the first set of grandkids to go to college in mass numbers. Before right. that, only my mom got um, it's twelve of them, and my dad is ten of them. And out of them, my dad was the only college graduate. Wow. So then, under us, it's about eight of us who got out of all. And I mean, I'm talking about hundreds of grandchildren. You yeah. could pluck about eight of those who graduated from college, and wow. about four, five of them from Hampton. So wow. yeah, so that was it. And so I was introduced. I, I never drunk. I might have drunk a little bit of something in my 12th grade year, but it was just a little experiment to see what it was like. But right. I never drunk beer. I never got into too much. I just party. Right, I right, party right. high school. But then when I got to college, that's where I got introduced to marijuana. This is why right. in 18 years old, got introduced to really messing around with girls and all that stuff like that. So this is where it took off. So so now I'm living this lifestyle in my mind, um, you know, fornication and right. doing drinking and everything, experiment with all this. And, not, and then I got introduced to rituals through, um, well, through the information of Omega Sci-Fi, I got right. entry. Well, underground pledging through Persian Rifles and 151, a band and choir fraternity. But Omega Sci-Fi would introduce me to all this knowledge, like Invictus and and, and yeah. different scriptures connected to stuff like, you know, all these poems and stuff and their history. So all of that, and, and I got out of school, I got involved in rap music. So the rap music, I in, put it this way, I ended up in a dope house and in the dope house, my studio was in a dope house. Yeah. So, and while I'm doing all that, I'm studying Kabbalah, astrology, um, Nation of Islam. And the Wapian was the final thing I studied mm -hmm. before I finally got saved. And yeah. then, so that's, the BC is my search for the truth. At the same time, my um, indulgence in women, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, my, yeah. And that's my BC. Right. So, 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 uh, so what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong, man, would you say, so you mentioned that when you was kind of like growing up and, and things like that, because you was a highly intelligent individual, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're doing a whole lot of thinking all the time, all the time, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that played into your uh, search for truth to where you were diving into so many different religions like Nuwafian and the Nation of Islam and astrology, yeah. all those sorts of things. Would, would you say your your intellect, which was a, which I believe is a God-given gift, um, do you think that kind of played into your search and why you kind of dove into so many different things and tried them out to see where the truth was? Yeah, I, I wanted to know, when I graduated from college, I had, I had, I went through college and never read a book. So I only read one junior novel called um, The Contender back in like the eighth or ninth grade. Other right, than right. that, I never read a novel. All I did was get the, I would get the cliff notes. Yeah. So I would yeah. get cliff notes and read the cliff. I wouldn't even read the whole cliff notes. Right, I would right, only right. 
have the cliff notes to get to the answers or whatever I was trying to do. Right, so right. So I never right. read the Great Gatsby or all these different Ethan Frome, Huckleberry Finn. I would cliff note it. So when I went to college, I did the same thing. I never read, I only read the material I needed to read to pass the class. Right, so my right, first right. book I read was the autobiography of Malcolm X. This okay. is after I graduated. So I'm driving across country and I didn't understand this art of reading, what this was all about. Right. So I'm, I'm like, man, I got through the book in five days while my mom and me were driving to California from, from Virginia. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, Alex Haley, he wrote this book in a way it was visual. I could actually see everything that was happening. Right, That's right, why right. all of us who had read the Honor of the for Malcolm X, when we saw the movie, we knew the backstory and right. we knew the real deal. So right. I get to California with this knowledge and then I get involved in a brother named Khalid Khalifa who published my first book. He published it. He would pay me in books. He got, now I read the message of, um, now I'm jumping on the message to the black man. Now exactly. I'm reading. I'm, I'm now getting the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, who was Malcolm X's teacher. Right. But I read. Right. I read the autobiography of Malcolm X first, where he is coming against where he broke away from them. Right. But I was when I read the message to the black man, blew my mind. Right. And right, I was. Right. Whoa. So this is the beginning. I started studying Kabbalah. I started studying by Arthur. Well, Kabbalah is a bunch of systems, but this system okay. I studied was uh, Arthur Edward Waite. And the reason why I studied it, because after I graduated from college, I went to the library and I was like, I got to find out. I took a world religions class mm -hmm. in college. And I was like, these are intricate religions. How in the world is mine the real deal when these other ones are just as intricate as mine? So right. I, I went and said, I got to find out where mine came from. I right. went to the library in Hampton, Virginia, and I got a book, the Jewish Encyclopedias. I started reading the Jewish Encyclopedias at the library. When I got to K, I came across the word Kabbalah and it intrigued me. I was like, man, what's this esoteric mysticism? Yeah. So I jumped on that and I started studying that. Got, got, and this was the first book I bought was by Arthur Edward Waite, who is a high level Freemason writer, but wow. he's a philosopher. So he wrote, this is his version of it. I dug in, this is why I learned about the Sephiroth tree and all this stuff. And all this stuff is connected to Freemasonry and it's also connected to the chakras and all this stuff that's connected to the Hindu faith. So wow. now I'm thinking, I'm, I think my head is blowing up. Like I'm, yeah. I'm getting, I'm deep now, you know? Yeah, so yeah, when, I'm yeah. with, when I'm with the bros or I'm on the block or I'm breaking it down, knowledge with anybody, I'm coming at everywhere. They they can't, they want to go with this little bitty stuff. I'm going deep and yeah. then I'm smoking, I'm smoking everybody. But, the knowledge couldn't help me with my vices. Yeah. So no matter what I was learning, it couldn't stop me from the sin that I started doing in high school. Right. So now my, my drug uses, fornication, all these things could not be maintained. I could just really like fake the funk, but in, in reality, I was hurting and the weed is my medicine. Yeah. The marijuana is what slowed me down. Yeah. What made me chill. It was like what, what, like the women going to get the prescription. They get the Prozac so they can chill. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the weed had me chilling. And and, and this was my, I was self-medicating. Basically, yeah. basically mental health problems. And I'm self-medicating because I'm doing too much. Yeah. And the weed is helping me focus. Yeah. Even though it was opening me up to other things, other realities and other spiritual realms. Yeah. And I'm thinking just... It's my Nuwapian, um, you know, telepathic, all this is busted. Now, I was spiritual since I've been a little boy. Right. But I, I didn't know what that was. 
Yeah. So this this is my experience of what sparked me or what got me involved in all this stuff. It was me trying to find out what is the source of this thing we call Christianity. And I found yeah. out that it sprung out of not necessarily just Judaism, but uh-huh. from the Jewish, the, the faith that came out of Israel is where we came from. And that's what led me deeper into the esoteric mysticism. And when I finally crossed Omega Sci-Fi, this is where the rituals, this is where over, all this stuff overlaps. Right. Because a lot of people look at, at, at secret societies as though, I say, homie, do you realize that these things spring out of religions? Right. So when you're dealing with the Knights Templar, you're dealing with the Catholic Church too. Right. So you can't you can't disassociate these things from each other. But you know, that's history. You know what I'm saying? You know, we don't really um major in doing history with people. People just wanna just be like, okay, that's cool. I gotta go to work. I gotta pay the rent. I ain't got time to think about all that mess. Right, right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, what did I tell y'all? Didn't I tell y'all this brother was cold? <laughs> did y'all hear everything that brother just said to us just now? This brother is cold, and I just praise God for this brother's <laughs> knowledge. Because listen. He's about to get, when I ask him this next question, I'm telling y'all, y'all gonna see something because this brother just told y'all, man, I was diving into everything looking for the truth and let's talk about where he found it because now we got to get to where he found the truth. So brother P, if you can, talk to them about that moment of salvation for you or what led up to that moment where you said, you know what? Jesus Christ is the way um, yeah. and, and and that moment of surrender and where you came into the true knowledge of who Jesus Christ was to where your life became his and you became his disciple. Right, right. As a little boy, I always knew something was up with this this thing that I had that yeah. my mama and daddy gave me. But I did, I could, it, it didn't have a, I didn't have a grip on it. It had right. a grip on me, but I didn't have a grip on it. So my uncle, when when my parents broke up and they went, we went to Cali, and my uncle, he went to church with with predominantly white churches. Right. So the white church at Vacation Bible School, the white church hit us with, um, hit me with my first memorization, and it yeah. was. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Also believe in me and my father's house. There are many men. Now, this is me at seven years old memorizing this giant 14. Like, bam. So that's now in me. Yep. And but that's it. I don't, I didn't know you talking about all the way to 34. I never read nothing else in the Bible. Right. But right. I heard the Bible because yeah. every Sunday the preachers are going in. You so I'm yeah. hearing things and my faith is growing by him or, or whatever was happening. I could hear these or singing these hymns. I knew about 30, 40, 50 hymns. Right. I know all this stuff, but I've never really dug into the scriptures for myself. But I got this one, John 14. As I got in trouble from when I left the church and I got in trouble from 18 to 33, when I would get in trouble, I would hear, let not your heart be troubled, believe it. And I'd just yeah. be like, man, and I yeah. shake it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so so now um, I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm 33 years old and, and I got a hangover. And yeah. I'm tired of hangovers. It's just like I'm at the toilet. I'm praying at the porcelain God. Like, but I'm early. I'm just throwing up. That's yeah. what we call praying at the port. So this is my God. And I'm uh, 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 uh. so I'm right. like, I, I say, I say, God, take the hangover away from me. So I hear a voice tell me, and I heard it before, but the same voice tell me, don't eat meat for 30 days. So I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, but I still was smoking weed. Yeah. So I'm not eating meat. I'm smoking weed almost every night, though. And yeah. day 15, when a girl didn't come over to smoke with me at my apartment, 
I rolled the Philly blunt in the Opti mode, and when I finished rolling, I started smoking one of them, and, and I don't even remember putting it out. All I remember was just falling asleep. Yeah. I don't remember that. And then when I, the best sleep I ever had. Now, when I woke up, the sun, I thought it was a sun, but it was a bright light standing in front of me. And I covered up like like a vampire. Like yeah, the light yeah. coming in, I can't say. And when I covered up like this, then it went away. And then I was like, I don't smoke weed no more. Yeah. That was the beginning of my process. I was drug yeah. free. Now, yeah. I didn't know this was Jesus yeah. that was taking my drug usage away from me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he took that away from me. And, and the next thing I know, as the weeks went by, I didn't know that I had lost short term memory by smoking so much weed. Yeah. And, and But my memory started coming back and it was like, oh, snap, I'm 33. I don't have no kids. No, I don't have a wife, no kids. All I got is this hip hop music. No, this ain't me. So yeah. that's the process of the turning. And I didn't know how much that was October 2000, New Year's Eve 2001. I was headed to a party, New Year's Eve party. I'm yeah. not a, uh, I'm not a nasty Q dog no more. I'm yeah. a clean Christian Omega man. Oh, now, yeah. as a clean Christian Omega man, I was still headed to the New Year's Eve party. Yeah, I just don't smoke weed no more. I don't drink hard liquor no more. But this night, I lied to this dude who washed my car, who invited me to church. Yeah. At night, I was like, who go to church in the middle of the night? You know, I knew they watch night service. Man, I'm going to the party. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, I might come through. I was lying. Yeah. So dude was like, all right, cool. Paid him his $10. I get to the to the gas station that night. That was 4 o'clock that day. That night at about 10 o'clock, I'm at the gas station with my cousins. They smoke crack. I smoke. I used to smoke weed. I don't smoke weed no more. Right. And we get at the gas station. I was like, I'm not riding with y'all. So they was like, cool. I was like, but this girl in here want to buy my CD. I just finished a CD called Philly Feel Something. Right. And it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Rock and roll right. and hip hop. So I give her the CD. She 18. Her money hit my hand. I got convicted. Because yeah. I was like, man, I can't be selling kids. That was the first time I ever thought that way. Because I just sell my records to kids. Yeah, Junior yeah, yeah. high, high school. So she, uh, I said, what you doing tonight? She's like, I'm going to church. I was like, oh, church? Yeah. I said, what church? She said, full gospel. How do you? I said, oh, snap. And I didn't give her money back, but I was convinced. I said, I'm going to church. So I yeah. told my boys outside. They was like, cool. Dip. 180 degrees back to Hardyville, back to full gospel. Walked in like, boom. I'm like, boom. And they left fit. My name was Philly Phil from smoking Philly Blunts, not because I was from Philadelphia. Or right, my name right, was right. Philly. I was a smoker. When they saw me came in, people knew me. They yelled my name. Philly Phil. I was like, <laughs> and I, I was kind of embarrassed by my name, but I was like, I was trying to duck it down and sit in the back. Yeah. So when I sat in the back, the search, watch night service. It's going, yeah. but it's a Holy Ghost church. I ain't yeah. never been in a real Holy Ghost tongue-talking prophesied church. So yeah, I'm yeah, sitting yeah. there like, you know, I'm thinking everything Pastor Brown's saying is about me. Yeah. Every word. And I would hear yeah. family, 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 family. He brung all the families to the front of the church. I'm the only guy sitting in the audience. He's praying for everybody's family. I'm sitting in the audience like everything I do is against the family. Wow. The, the, the fraternities, the liquor, the drugs, the fornication, yeah. terror, adultery, all the stuff I do is against family. So wow. I get so but I get comfortable. I'm taking my jacket off because it's, 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 it's fall, but it's yeah. cold fall. I'm taking my jacket off. I look right. down. I got on a party shirt. Yeah. It's all dragons breathing fire. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I do. I said, I covered up. I said, oh, I'm working for the devil. Yo. What I do is 
Satanist. And I was like, I never thought of myself as working for the enemy. I didn't know he was, no, I'm not working for the devil. So that was the day I stopped working for the enemy yeah. and helping him steal, kill, and destroy. So yeah. tossed him into the lake of fire or getting ready for the lake of fire. And I said, I'm a, in my mind, I, get, I went outside. I pre- I was so glad to get out of there. All that Holy Ghost anointing and stuff. Just, <laughs> I just got outside. I breathed the fresh air. I was like, whoo, like this. I was like, whoo. And nobody knew it. Yeah. Nobody in that church knew it. Yeah. But I got outside. I said, Lord, you know what I'm saying? I said, okay, I'm going to do gospel music now. And that yeah. was my my turn. And as I started doing gospel music, that was the beginning of me, my process. And in the in the year of me doing gospel music, I became celibate. Um, um, people spoke. I got my first Bible. One yeah. dude said, how you going? How you going? He said, where's your sword at? I didn't know what the word sword meant. Yeah. He was like, man, how you going to do gospel music? I had a whole album done. He right, said, how right. you going to do gospel music? You don't got a Bible. He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to get you one. So yeah. they got me my first Bible. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that's when I met my man, a former Freemason. I denounced Omega Sci Fi. And yeah. the rest is his story. His story, y'all. His story. The name is Joshua. Hey, man, let's get it. Show you right. <laughs> now, now, Brother Pete, now, 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 people, they may not know this, but I've actually heard this story before and I love hearing it. And I actually love this rendition of it because you added some extra uh-huh. details in there. So, but, hot sauce. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, but look. So, there was one thing, though, if you don't mind me throwing in there that you mentioned to me before. So yeah, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, he told me, right, that the guy washed his car and invited him to the church and he told him that he wasn't going to be there. Ladies and gentlemen, that same church that guy invited him to that he told him that, that he lied to, say he's going to be there. The girl said she was going to that church. That's why he ended up going there. It was the exact yeah. same church. It wasn't he got invited to two different churches, two different people that he did not know ended up inviting him to the same, to the same yeah. church that night. Mm-hmm. And listen, y'all, this is, this is proof that God is the one operating and doing all this. Brother P is not mm-hmm. doing any of this in his own power. This is God operating and doing a new thing in his life. So now mm-hmm. that Brother P has decided, yo, I've been working for the devil this whole time. I've been stealing, killing, and destroying right along with the enemy, which, ladies and gentlemen, before we come to Christ, that's who we are working for. Whether we claim to be uh, followers of Aleister Crowley or, or, or whatever, if we not serving God, we on we on the we on the enemy's side, and God is calling us to repentance. I looked up the word repentance before I preached my last sermon, and the word in the Old Testament, literally, ladies and gentlemen, it means to turn from idols and turn back to God. That's literally what the word repent means, because the original state of humanity was facing God, and when we sinned in that garden, we turned from Him, and when we repent, we're turning back to the original design so now that brother p has repented he has changed his heart he now realizes he's working for the devil and he's confessed with his mouth yo i ain't doing that no more brother p, right. talk to them about what your life started to look like now that you were saved yeah it, it was totally different because my my taste changing when they gave me that bible I, I remember at first it would put me to sleep. It was my yeah. sleeping pill. I would, every night I would read a little bit. I couldn't get through one chapter. Yeah. So I'd get to three, four verses and I'd be knocked out. So yeah. one day about got uh, Pastor Anunzia from Nigeria was at a revival. He, his, him and his wife prayed for me. When they prayed for me, man, I don't know what happened. It, whatever was in me got up out of there. 
yeah. when Matt got up out of there, I got up the floor, not to follow him and his wife. Yeah. In Nigeria, nothing, anything. Yeah. I was told, go get that Bible and find out who I am. Yeah. Wow. I went to my basement apartment, opened the same Bible that used to put me to sleep. It was no more sleeping pills. Yeah. It was, I read the whole book of Matthews that night and then wow. knocking out whole books at a pop. Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Wow. Ripped through that in five or five days. I ripped through the New Testament and then started on the Old Testament, wow. and it was wrapped. So when I came out of the debate, I was in a basement apartment in Queens, right where them people just died in them floods. I was in one of them apartments. Oh, wow. so, so I come out of the basement. The landlord. Now I had the pastor pay for my first two months rent because because yep. I didn't I didn't he paid for. Now I come out of the apartment. She said you don't gotta pay no rent. Through the, she said you are glowing. You don't even wow. have to pay rent till November. By the time November came around, I had met my wife, who I was talking to this another young lady. But uh -huh. God told me to marry this woman. I didn't know her from Adam. Yeah. Married her and moved in with her and her parents. I never paid one cent of rent in that basement apartment in New York wow. City. So that was a change that happened. And, yeah. and like I said, after that, I was 34, had my first kid at 36. Mm -hmm. And from 36, 10 kids later, I'm on this podcast, fellowshipping in the name of Jesus. Man, ladies and gentlemen, listen. <laughs> I listen, I'm going to tell y'all something, right? Because I've, I haven't experienced 10 kids like Brother P has, but I have experienced the abundance that comes out of you when you really surrender your life over to God and you start mm. to do things his way. Because before I knew it, man, I was back living in Colleen, Texas, just so happened to be living with my parents because God told me to come back home from living up in the the, uh, the North Dallas, not, not North Dallas, but the North Texas area. I get here back to Colleen. Within a year's time, I was married and had a kid on the way. And, and when we started having kids, man, we had one, two, three, back to back to back like the comments. I'm talking about, I mean, knocked them out. And, and you know, at times we'd be like, oh, man, we got all these kids and, and it's a struggle or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, man, it's a blessing. And that's an abundance of God pouring out of us when we start to do things his way. Because, Brother Pete, God showed me something, man. He said, man, people talk about going out here looking for wealth and generational wealth and things like that, looking for money and building business and things like that. He said, man, look at your kids and look at your wife. He said, that's wealth. He said, how much is your, your wife's life worth? He said, her life that's is right. valueless. Prices. She doesn't have a value. Right. She, she has value, but you can't put a dollar on her, on, on her life's value. You can't put material things that equal the value of your wife or even one of your kids. He said, you got a That's wife right. and three kids. He said, you are wealthy already. Ladies and gentlemen, That's right. this is the kind of things that God is trying to show us and do for us. Ladies and gentlemen, Brother P's story is phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> here's the crazy part, y'all. He just gave y'all the condensed version. <laughs> he gave y'all the condensed <laughs> version. And it was, and listen, it was beautiful. And I thank God for the way the Holy Spirit used him to, to speak it. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we are at that, that part that last piece. And Brother P, mm. this is the last question I got for you, man. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is very simple. Why mm. Jesus? Why did yeah. you choose to serve and follow Jesus as opposed to the other religions that you were trying out? Or or you could have continued your case 
you know, a music career, or you could continue to chase women, or you could have tried to be the the the, the top dog in uh, Omega Sci-Fi, or man, there's so many things that you could have chose, brother. But why did? Yeah. And not only why did you choose Jesus? Why do you believe other people should choose Jesus? Right. I I woke up to who I was. I would I would finally say I am the good shepherd. Yeah. I am the good, he's the good shepherd and he's coming for his lost sheep. I was a lost sheep. Yeah. I was a prodigal yeah. son. Yeah. I'm looking for, I'm searching for the truth. Yeah. Little did I know that he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man coming to the father but through me. So yeah. I'm searching for all these different things, not realizing that's what I had in the beginning of my yeah. life. But, yeah. but I was asleep to that. I didn't understand yeah. it. God got his own reasons and his own season. Yeah. But when it was time for me, I didn't go too hard into dope, the dope house game, into the dealing, into the whole month. I didn't go, well, I did go deep into that, but I yeah. didn't go all the way. I didn't go all the way into the occult. I, I He stopped me. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to be going into the apprentice, fellow crab master. Man. I didn't get a chance to go there because before I could go there, he said, that's enough. And he yeah. came for me. So I didn't choose him. He chose me. Yeah. I am chosen, my brother. Just like many of my brothers and sisters, some girls right now swinging from a pole, but they are the chosen of God. And yeah. one day through either one of the brothers and sisters of the faith speaking the word or God himself coming because the Bible says that we be careful how you deal with strangers for we entertain angels unaware. unaware God himself yeah. could come down here and snatch you into his reality yeah. because what we think we see we think we see in reality but real reality is the supernatural yes, sir. and that's what I've been able to experience and it was that supernatural um, experience that snatched me out of my vices, snatched me out of my foolishness, snapped me out of my unwisdom or yeah. my unwise ways into wisdom and understanding. Not that I got it all together today, but man, compare me to 20 years ago and that was a fool because the Bible says a man who believed not that God in God in his heart is a fool. Yeah. So I was a fool. I was so much of a fool that my boss, when I got in trouble with the guns and the dope and the music, yeah. I remember call, getting it, calling my boss in Virginia. He said, man, God takes care of babies and fools. I didn't say nothing to him because yeah. he knew me. He said, he said, and you ain't no baby. Wow. I couldn't say nothing about it because I knew I had, at that point, I knew I had made a lot of foolish decisions. Yeah. But but the word of God and the word of God is not just the book. The word of God, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The word is Jesus Christ manifested, God manifested in the flesh and he came for me. And when he yeah. came for me, he, he, he picked me up, turned me around and placed my feet on a sun. That's what he did. Yes, and I'm sir. just grateful. I'm just yeah. thankful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. So that's why I chose him because he chose me. Yes, sir. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, there's somebody that's listening right now. Like that brother just said, there's people out there. Those are there's lost sheep out there right now that are already chosen. And God is just waiting for you, prodigal son, prodigal daughter, to come home. Let me tell you what this brother just said. Brother Pete, I wrote this song, man, and in the song. God had me to pen these words. He said, he loved me enough to say enough is enough. And you just talked about how you went so only so far and God was like, yo, that's enough. Yeah. And he snatched you out that thing. And ladies and gentlemen, some of y'all are at that brink right now. And you can hear God saying to you right now, enough is enough. And he's calling yeah. you. 
He's calling you right now. The question is, will you answer that call? Brother P. That's right. I yeah. love you, brother. I, hey, man, I love, love you too, you, bro. Man. Listen, <laughs> I thank you so much, man, for doing this. Mm-hmm. I know the, the people that are that are going to be listening to this are going to be so blessed by how the Holy Spirit just used you, man. And um, if hey, they anything like me, man, they might want to get with you, man. If you don't mind, man, can you share with these people how they can get at you, man? Maybe on your social media. Um, I was actually yeah. listening to Order My Steps a few days ago, man. I was, hey, I was, man, hey, I was man. on your music, man. So so talk to me about how they can connect with you and get with you a little bit. Yeah, www.brotherpub, B-R-O-T-H-E-R-P-U-B.com. YouTube.com slash Brother P. My phone number is 832-652-1478. Let me see what else. My email is yalove7 at gmail.com. Y-A-H-L-U-V-7 at gmail.com. And, and if you know this brother, then he knows how to get at me on Facebook. Joseph Telefero, Instagram, Brother Pub, um, Twitter, Brother P., all them different things. All them names is nothing but the same thing. If you want to get to a group, EXBGLO Union on Facebook and I got a blog that's been running since 2000. I don't even do nothing with this blog. I set it up in 06. It runs itself. It's yeah. called www.exbglounion.wordpress.com I started I started the group on Facebook in yeah. 2006. I, I'm not even the administrator of that thing. Why? Because it ain't about me. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Talk about Christ, Jesus, and him crucified. We got to do what? Lift the Savior up. You feel me? Yes, so if sir. you call me, we might start talking about the Redskins and the Cowboys for a hot minute, but I guarantee you it's going to be a shift, and we about to start talking about where it's going to be, where two or three are greater, where two or three are gathered in my name. I'm in the mist. Now, if yes, you sir. ain't about the mist, you gonna miss me. <laughs> <laughs> what I listen, what I tell y'all, man. This yo, this brother is the truth, man. Listen, he just gave us so much information. Brother P, I'm gonna get you to send that information to me, man, so I can post it in the description. Uh, brother yeah, P, man, yeah. thank you again, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for tuning in to another phenomenal episode of the YGZ Godcast. Remember, I didn't say podcast on purpose. This is a Godcast. You heard what he just said. This is all about the true and living God, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, if you are listening, have a good night, have a good morning, right. have a good evening. But whatever you do, don't forget that God is always good. Peace. Peace. Bang, baby. Yes, didn't I tell y'all that Brother P had a fire testimony for us? What did I tell y'all, man? Praise be to God for that, brother, and the awesome testimony that is his life. And we give God all the glory for it because, again, we understand that he is the one that's changing lives uh, 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 around these parts. He is the one and the only one that can save a soul and change a man's heart. Man, Brother P said a whole lot to us, um, and I pray that... um, that we that we were able to soak it all in um, and hear the Holy Spirit of God um, and and then maybe apply some of this stuff to our to our lives, man. And I pray that that everybody's heart was convicted in some way to move towards God, whether it be a believer moving closer to God or an unbeliever coming to know God as his as as your personal Lord and Savior. Because man, there was a whole lot whole lot going on there. Um, 
quick little small plug in. Um, the Cowboys lost. Yeah, they lost. It was a really good game, but they lost. Um, so just wanted to plug that little that little piece in there uh, because you know I mentioned it in the in the episode. But it's all right because God is is still good. But this is what we want to talk about today because you know this is the recap where we like to get into that word of God, man. And this time I just have one passage of scripture, and I just want to talk about who are we serving. Who are we living for? Brother Pete was talking about how uh, when he went to the revival, God showed him that he was working for the devil. He was working for the devil. He was doing everything that was anti-family, right? And God established family. And he was doing everything against that. And it, and, and the Holy Spirit just dropped it on me, man. Who are we serving, man? Who are, are we living our lives for right now in this in this moment? Wherever you are, whoever you are. Who are you serving? And God took me to the book of Romans chapter six. And I'm going to read this whole passage and then we're going to talk about it because this whole thing is a certified banger. Top 100 hits type banger. And I'm not talking about just in the 100. I'm talking about at the top of that 100. Look, holding on to the number one spot for weeks at a time. Check this out. Check this out. We're going to look at Romans chapter six starting at verse number 16 and we're going to read all the way to 20 to verse number 23 and i want you to listen to all of this and then we're going to bust this thing down a little bit and, and, and let the holy spirit speak to us through these scriptures all right it says do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are that one slave whom you obey whom you obey whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness but god be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, because he's talking to believers in this particular passage, right? Unbelievers, you can listen to, you can, you can listen to, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart, that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Talking about the gospel and the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ of salvation and the gospel. Verse number 18, and having been set free from sin and having been set free, Free from sin, you become slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regards to righteousness. What fruit did you have then and the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Like the things that you did when you were slave to sin, Christian, or the, or if you're an unbeliever, those things that you are doing that when you were when you as you're a slave to sin, what fruit is it bringing about? What is it actually benefiting you? What do you have to show for that thing? Is what that verse is, is what that verse is talking about. And it says for the end of those things is death. We understand that when we are living in this world and we're living as slaves to sin, the ultimate end goal of that is going to be death because sin is killing us little by little by little by little by little. But praise God for the life of Jesus Christ that was uh, that was given for us, right? Verse number 22. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, servants of God, those that obey God, you have your fruit to holiness at the end everlasting life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our 
Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, full-blown banger there. Listen to what this, this passage is talking about, right? So when Brother P was talking about he was living and working for the devil. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not living for God and we're outside of God. We are slaves to our to our sin, right? Yes, the devil is a big influence, right? But here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. We don't really serve the devil like we think and like we've been taught. And this is not to, 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 to get at Brother P or anything because I know Brother P would agree with this, right? The end of Satan is our enemy, right? And we're doing things when we're in the world. We're doing things by his influence, right? So it's just like we are working for him. But the thing that we have to understand is the Bible talks about we are drawn away by our own lust and enticed. So the devil is only baiting us with things that we want to do anyway. That's that's all he's doing. Listen, the enemy once once this thing smoking was never a temptation for me. So the devil knew he couldn't come at me with that because that wasn't one of my own desires and enticements. But when it came to pornography, women, alcohol, man, he could get me every single time because that's something I wanted anyway. So he would come around with somebody that had a, a, a bottle and was like, yo, John, you want to you want to hit some of this bottle? Or he would drop a little nugget in my ear like, hey, you got a little free time. Pornhub is free. Go run that. Go run that video real quick. So 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 it's almost like we're serving the devil because we're doing things at, by his influence. But the truth of the matter is, like scripture is saying right here, we're slaves to sin. That's us. That's the flesh and the stuff that's inside of us already. The devil is only merely baiting us and giving us opportunities to act on the thing that is already inside of us, ladies and gentlemen. So that's that's when the, the working for the devil piece comes in. When ultimately you're really working uh, 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 for your sin, you're a slave to your own sin. So here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of us believe that freedom is being able to do whatever we want. No, freedom is the ability to do what God wants. That's what real freedom is. So we have to take this thing all the way back to the beginning, in the beginning, in the in the initial design. See, Adam wasn't created to do what Adam wanted to do. Adam was created to do what God created him to do. Y'all gotta listen to me. Listen to the Holy Spirit, folks. Adam was created to do what God created him to do, not whatever Adam wanted to do, right? Adam was created, God gave him a task. What ended up happening was Adam uh, listened to the enemy and then Adam and Eve both did what they wanted to do. So now they're slaves to their sin. They're, they're slaves to their desires until they decide they want to repent and come back to God. And that's what this whole thing called life is about. It's about getting back to God. It's not about getting to God. It's about getting back to God. I taught on this um, not too long ago, and this has stuck with me ever since. Ladies and gentlemen, repentance is not just turning to God. Ladies and gentlemen, repentance is turning from sin and our idols back to God. It's not just turning to God, it's turning back to God because that's the place we were created for. That was the original state, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what we have to understand. So ladies and gentlemen, when it, com when it comes to freedom, freedom is not about us doing what we want to do. Freedom is about doing what we were uh, created and purpose to do. Ladies and gentlemen, when we're doing what we quote unquote want to do, we are slaves to our own lust, desires, and our enticements, ladies and gentlemen. We are slaves to sin because doing what we want to do, because normally when we're doing what we want to do, we're not thinking with the mind of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, that's sin. That's sin. 
That is that is sin. So we are now slaves to our sin. And that's what this, this passage is telling us. When we are using our instruments or our body or the things that God has blessed us with to do whatever we want to do, we're slaves to our own sin. But the moment that we repent and we start operating in the way that we were purposed and created to operate, and we start doing the things that our creator wants us to do, now we have found freedom. See, here's the thing. Before God, we can't do the things that God wants us to do because we are bound to our sin. Our sin is, is, is in full control because we don't have the fruit of the spirit, which is self-control. And the fruit of the spirit only comes with the Holy Spirit that only comes at salvation, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're listening to this right now and you think you're operating in freedom because you're sleeping with whoever you want to and you feel no conviction about it, quote unquote, because you've been empowered by this society, either as a man or a woman, that, hey, sex is natural and you can sleep with whoever you want to. Or if you're out here just pursuing whatever dream you want to pursue and uh, or, or you have X amount of money. So you move how you want to move each and every day. Beloved, I'm here to tell you with all the love that I can muster up in me. You are a slave, beloved. You are a slave to your own sin, to your own lust, and to your own enticements. Because if you're not doing what God requires you to do, and you're not doing what God wills for you to do, then you are a slave to your sin. And the devil is just stringing you along, constantly baiting you to continue to feed your flesh, to continue to feed your sin and your passions. Because here's the thing, the devil don't care nothing about you serving him or not. The devil just don't want you to serve God. So you don't got to call yourself a Satanist. You don't have to call yourself um, anything that is um, uh, explicitly demonic or anything like that. Devil don't care nothing about that. As long as you don't call yourself a Christian, as long as you don't call yourself a believer, as long as you don't call yourself a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, as long as you don't call yourself redeemed, he don't care. Once you start calling yourself that, he got a headache on his hands. The devil hates you, beloved. He hates you. And he hates you because God loves you. Take that and repeat that over and over again. The devil hates you because God loves you. That is a banger, ladies and gentlemen. Now that you know this, why would you continue to serve your flesh? Why would you continue to do the things that will not please the one that loves you. Man, God loves you unconditionally. There's nothing that you could do to stop that. But God loves you enough to want you to stop it. So now, here we are. Now that you know this. Romans 10, 9, and 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. Notice back in Romans chapter 6 it said you have obeyed in your heart that new doctrine. Right? But that if you confess with your mouth Romans 10, 9 and 10 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart not just in your head we're not just believing in God the same way we believe that water is, 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 is blue and that the sky is blue and that grass is green and that 1 plus 1 is 2 that's mental knowledge. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about believing in our heart to where we make some change. Because out of the heart flow the issues of men. Let's read that again. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart 
one believes unto righteousness, huh? And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation because there's power of life and death in your tongue. So you've got to say it out loud, beloved. Let's talk to God real quick. If you want to give your life to Christ right now, let's pray a little prayer because you're not praying it for me. You're not even necessarily praying it for those around you or for yourself. Man, you're praying and you're talking to God so that you can hear out of your mouth and the devil can hear that you are ready to give your life to Christ and that he has a headache on his hand. Just pray this with me. Pray from repeat after me or pray something similar. Just be sincere in your heart and salvation will come to your house. So says the word of God. Repeat after me. Father in heaven. I am a sinner. And I repent and turn from my sin and turn back to you. My life is now yours. Forgive me of my sin fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me how to obey you and I will follow you forever amen ladies and gentlemen it's that simple it's that simple it's that simple listen if you from your heart just simply said Jesus save me like Peter did salvation will come to you turn your attention to God and let him know what your heart's desire is let him know that you want to be with him and salvation will come to your house that's repentance folks deciding that you don't want sin anymore and you don't want to do things your own way anymore you want to do things God's way that's repentance ladies and gentlemen I love you God bless you if you just prayed that prayer and you just gave your life to Jesus Christ we're going to insert a round of applause right here for you because heaven is rejoicing right now so says the book of Luke heaven rejoices when one sinner repents hallelujah I'm excited for you brothers I'm excited for you sisters check this out if you need something get at me if you don't have a Bible, get at me. I can get you a Bible. Uh, uh, if, if, if you need prayer, get at me. I want to pray for you. But I encourage you, get a Bible, find a church home, read that Bible, and pray and talk to God if you just gave your life to Jesus Christ. That's how you're going to grow. You need a body of believers. You need a community that's going to help you grow and walk this thing out. Because right now, you just got saved. you just been born again. So you're a baby, beloved. You're going to need some help. God bless y'all. I love y'all. Listen, I thank y'all for supporting the Why Jesus Godcast. Have a good morning. Have a good evening. Have a good night. Whatever you do, though, just never forget that God is good. Peace. <laughs>